Sorry, I got a little distracted because I'm watching this ant carry another dead ant, and I'm trying Whoa. to figure out like. <laughs> what? Oh my... Whoa! Yeah. These are trying times, dude. <laughs> by Hambone Relay. Speaking of Hambone Relay, it's by Mark Brown, the organist of Hambone Relay, is running the uh, the tools today. Say hi, Mark. Hey. And I am Rob Tate, the drums and percussionist, and sometimes I get a microphone uh, for Hambone Relay. And we host this podcast to talk about all things music. And since we're in quarantine, we have more time to listen to more music and also to talk to some of our friends and find out their favorite tunes. Today we have one of our newest friends, that we're very honored and lucky to have, Miss Christina Vane. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, you guys. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, calling in from Nashville, Tennessee. Is the uh, the chaos down there just as bad as it is up in like New York City? Um, I don't think we've hit the peak in terms of numbers the way you guys have. Um, mm-hmm. But we got a D on the rating scale for social distancing. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's pretty bad. They used this data from people's phones to figure out if their habits had changed at all. And I think the county that Nashville's in changed like a little bit and everywhere else in the state was just like abysmally bad. So Wait, you can get you can get graded though? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. They must have done it for other states too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure New York would be really much much higher higher up there. <laughs> I, I'm scale. I'm looking this up right we got, now. Jersey got an A minus, dude. What? Wow. <laughs> that's that's bull that's bull cuz you guys have like almost you have the most cases other than New York City, right? Uh I don't maybe North Jersey. Where I am it's not bad, but uh, Okay. I, I want to see what Philly is. Philadelphia grading scale uh coronavirus. Let's find out, shall we? Oh, it's not going to tell me. It's social distancing, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, here, so ladies and gents, let me tell you a little bit about Christina. All the way from Nashville, Tennessee, she's an amazing artist combining styles of Delta blues, country blues, and American folk music into a style all our own. Our meeting story is actually pretty funny. We booked a show together <laughs> at the Empty Glass in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, and it was up... Empty Glass. <laughs> it, it, it was indeed. I, well, you know what's funny is during your set, you held him, man. You did. There was like maybe 10. No, no, no. There was maybe. Like, there was like maybe five to six people there, and you yeah. held all those people. Each one of those people bought merch, though. That was one thing you definitely uh, you sold a bunch of merch that night, and you sounded amazing, dude. Thank you. I was amazed by your guys' set. I don't know if you remember, but I had to jet halfway through to make the drive from West Virginia to Nashville that night. <laughs> I remember, but why? Um, I forget. I might have had work like the next day or something, or. I can't remember why I had to go back. It could also have been I just was really ready to go back, but I doubt it because I don't think I would have left your set because I was loving it. I remember taking an Instagram video. Um, God, what did you guys have again? It wasn't a Wurlitzer. Uh, Hammond organ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a smaller, smaller version of that. Totally. I remember putting out my Instagram story and being like, look at this Wurlitzer. And people were like, that is not a Wurlitzer. 
So it was a very humbling moment. <laughs> yeah, that, that venue definitely humbles you for sure. Uh, if you're they not were pl- really cool, the people there. And they were like, hey, man, next time you come through, give us a heads up and we'll like, get more people here. But I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> That was a, uh, em- yeah, like you said, it was the empty glass. Um, but I remember we had dinner together beforehand by accident. Yeah, at a randomly at- amazing, like, vegetarian, vegan place in the, the- middle of what, what Charleston, West Virginia, where everything else is, like, fast food. Dude, it was amazing. The Bluebird Cafe. Yeah, is that what it was called? Oh, I love that. Oh, no, the Bluegrass Cafe. Bluegrass Cafe. Okay. That's what- Something yeah. blue, which is cool. It's like my mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, if you uh, guys haven't seen uh, Christina Vane's Instagram, she's all about the color blue. In fact, it's on every single picture and video. Hashtag blue. This is blue. Uh, it's actually hashtag blue tip. Blue tip. My bad. It My sounds bad. really dumb said out loud. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's not because actually we stole. I stole this idea from you, oh, like cool. having just like a, a giant list of all your pictures, and you're the only one that's posting blue tip. So we took hashtag sick bra. Which is one of our songs. Cool. <laughs> so we put it up the end. Yeah. So like you helped us out. We definitely took that idea. Awesome. And ran with it. But uh, how is it in Nashville? These well before the whole thing, you were playing like crazy. Did you? I knew you were supposed to play like a week long tour last week. Did you get to play any of it? No. So I the tour that I was supposed to do last week was to Birmingham and then to New Orleans, and I'm pretty thankful I'm not in New Orleans right now. Um. I had to cancel that tour. I had um, a Northeastern tour, actually. I was coming to your hood, um, like a two-week thing in the works. Oh, that would have been crazy. Where were you playing? In April. I, um, I made some friends. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Folk Faces group, but they're really, really nice. They're in the Rochester and Buffalo area, and they do a little festival, and I played that last year, so I got to know a lot of them, and... So I was going to start up there and then go to um, Pittsburgh, where I had a great time. Uh, where was I going to go? New York. I was working on a few New York shows, like one or two to fill some space. I think I was going to try and get New Jersey and then Annapolis and Baltimore. Gotcha, gotcha. Where were um, you going to play in Baltimore? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, it, I don't know if it was Baltimore. I had someone, again, in a really nice person that I actually have never met in, in person but who offered from that area to reach out and get some shows together with me so I honestly don't really I'm not familiar with the venues I didn't book them myself you know kind of thing gotcha gotcha um but, no yeah. you should definitely hit up the uh, Philly Folk Song Society and work with those guys do the uh, they have a crazy good folk festival every year you know not including these times but like they <laughs> have they they have a crazy great folk festival that you would be perfect for Philly uh, Folk Songwriters? Uh, Philly Folk Song Society, I think is the name of the group, but they have Folk Fest every year. Um, oh, cool. And, it, and it's, uh, it's great. It's a lot of singer-songwriter stuff uh, and blues and folk. And they have a little bit of, of uh, like big bands, but it's mostly just acoustic stuff. But I think you'd be perfect for that. That would be awesome. I've had uh, no success yet cracking the Philly scene. so. Neither have we. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Philly's a weird town, man. It's an awesome town, but it's weird sometimes. Which I'm yeah, sure- I would say it's it's a really large town too. Yeah, it is. It's it's similar to New York City where there's so much happening, but yeah. like Nashville is also very similar to that effect where there's so much music happening, but everyone's working at the same time. Nobody can go see each other play. Totally. Which is I really prefer playing uh, small, like 
the towns on your way to the cities because that's usually where I do the best anyway, like commercially, but also just being able to like, I don't know. It feels like in some towns, like you said, there isn't as much to do. So people go to four bars, you know, and (laughs) if you're playing at one of those bars, you're going to have a crowd of however many people. And if you can reach that many people, that's just that many more people that know who you are next time. So it's easier to like build a scene for me in these small, like random ass towns that I might be in because one person from the internet lives there or something, you know? So I really like those versus like cities. Don't always have the best luck in cities. What's your favorite small town to play in? Um, gosh, that's a hard one. I had like some of the best shows. Well, this doesn't count, I guess. Um, but God, I'm trying to, why is my mind blanking so hard? Because it's in the trifecta with um, Boulder and Colorado, Fort Collins. Oh, cool. Um, But there was like some small towns that I played that, and breweries in these towns on the like outskirts of Fort Collins that were just the funnest, some of the funnest shows and like started with a really ordinary just brewery full of people kind of like, oh, here's someone who's going to sing. And by the end, people were like, yelling and the owner bought out the rest of my merch and it was just oh it's so cool that he was like throwing t-shirts like who wants one it was crazy (laughs) i i had the best time there um well you know what's funny they probably don't expect it and i don't know if you use that to to your advantage in the sense of like you are a crazy great blues guitarist too and you're playing all this slide stuff and i'm sure they're not expecting it um do you have do you play differently from uh, area to area in the sense of like the Southeast, you can do a little different than like the Northeast per se, or do you kind of play the same catalog of music? You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I feel really fortunate because even when I was busking in Venice a lot and doing stuff like that, I don't think that many people would like suggest this to a young musician, but I basically just played my own material as much as I could. And I definitely had, I got hip to like, okay, I can get bar gigs with the band, but that would mean I'm going to have to play a lot of covers. And I've even taken casino gigs of covers only for four hours. So I know my share of covers, but um, I kind of just shove my originals down people's throats and not like <laughs> throw in a cover or two that I know might appeal to people. But let's be honest, I'm playing sometimes songs from 1927, you know, like they might not really appeal to people and I don't care so it's like it's like a similar risk factor with covers as with originals with some of the music I play um unless I'm really going full-on like okay I have a three-hour set in a huge bar maybe I should bring my like standard tune guitar and play some Tom Petty just in case people get bored but um, do you have that on reserve everywhere you go when you tour do you have that acoustic guitar like on the side like if I need it I have it Mm, I like to bring my electric like I have a really thin-bodied Tysco that's just like small tiny red guitar one pickup like really jangly like just it's a <laughs> guitar and if I yeah I bring that with me on tours I don't like to bring my acoustic it's just it can just be that much more finicky but um when I went on my five-month tour the summer before I met you guys I had like my acoustic guitar my resonator and an electric and a banjo. I loved your resonator. It sounded amazing down in uh, at the empty glass. It was awesome. I remember watching the whole set. It was freaking fantastic. Have you played that area before? 
uh, in West Virginia? No, I had never played there, um, as you guys could see by the attendance. But <laughs> well, I didn't know. We definitely <laughs> we had never played there before. Um, yeah, there's um that and Elkins. There's like a spot called the Purple Fiddle that I think a lot of touring musicians go through, and I couldn't make the Purple Fiddle work that tour. I was really bummed out. It was like the one day they had was I was playing somewhere else or something like that. But um, I don't know. I didn't get to experience much of Charleston, but I did go on the hike right outside the city, like in the time between oh, cool. when I drove in and and when I met you guys, because I was just bored. I was like, uh, I'm going to go drive to a park and go for a walk. And I wrote a little song and it was nice. Woody, Appalachian feeling. It is really pretty down there. Yeah, it really that, is. That state, yeah. Sure. yeah. And you also did like an Instagram video and that's when we were on just scrolling through Instagram. It's like, Oh, she went to the park and recorded a freaking song already. Like then we felt lazy as hell. Um, <laughs> what were we doing? drinking. It's, that's what we were doing. We were well, drinking. It's a little different. If I had people, you know, in a band with me, I would probably not be wandering around a park alone. Uh, I'd probably be <laughs> hanging out with them and drinking and, or, you know, we should have met earlier. <laughs> yeah. I am jealous. I'm an envious of, it's a very different financial game to tour with a band. And I am aware of that. And that's the one thing that I think would be a bummer going from touring solo and keeping all that money to having to split it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I really want to start getting, I wanted to this summer start getting a <laughs> out on the road, which is just a whole new world for me. Like I'm not, sure you know i'm not familiar with all the the venues a lot of the venues i do are more suitable for one person or whatever and um but i think that for my sound and also just for like my spirit it's like it would be nice to have some folks that i like on the road with me to like make it sound more like it does in my head anyway because i'm kind of a rock kid and i grew up on rock music and I like drums and I like bass. So that's usually my outfit here in Nashville is a trio. But I tour continuously solo and I'm starting to realize at some point I'm going to have to define that probably um, as fun as it is to tour solo, you know. And like do your own thing and change the set list every night. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a cool project if and when, you know, things pick up again <laughs> this summer. If not, if, if not, it's fine. It gives me time to prep next year because I did feel like I didn't have any kind of head start on touring this summer and I was really really like actively sticking my heels into the ground with touring and I don't know why but I'm so glad that I didn't bust my ass to book like three months of stuff because rub it in why don't you well (laughs) I normally do I did a five-month tour two years ago and I was like beating myself up about it like why aren't you booking you know you should get on it why didn't you do any of those festivals that this guy gave me a whole list of festivals you know last year and I hadn't booked anything and I was just like really down on myself for about a month and then this happened and I was like wow I'm don't know if that's coincidence or if something in my premonitional brain was like nope don't do it but I'm kind of glad I didn't like yeah book all this stuff that I need to rebook Right, and now you have all this time to prep for that tour that you're thinking about. Do you have anything in mind? For... Still not doing that, though. I mean, <laughs> oh, you're still, but you're still not going to do the the band tour after this is all over. 
No, I do, but um, it really does feel like not the right time to be booking. That's not just the lazy in me. I don't know that um, venues know when they're going to reopen. So unless I'm booking for like next summer, which seems a little bit aggressive for a lot of the kind of scale of venue I play, like I just, I'm just chilling. I should be doing a lot of things. I should be practicing all my instruments daily. I should be not spending that time making peanut butter cookies, but here we are. <laughs> you know? You know, you just gave me my idea for what I'm doing later, though. <sighs> Some peanut butter cookies sound clutch. Sounds amazing. They're so good, and I managed to screw them up. I, like, didn't put enough butter, which is funny, because there's two kinds of butter in there. But... <laughs> That's awesome. You live and you learn. Yeah. But, um... No, I could totally go for some cookies right now. That's the thing is like, sorry, now I got this fix going on. I'm just like starving. Uh, shit. <laughs> Awful <laughs> lot of drinking and eating going on right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, it's terrible. I mean, I got this little Poland Spring orange action. It's pretty sweet. Where'd my thing go? Here we go. Boom. Show I've off. I've been, um, the only thing I've been hoarding in coronavirus times is Topo Chico because. What's that? Oh, yeah, East Coasters, y'all don't have that. Yeah, what is that? Um, you might, I'm sure maybe some of the southern East Coast states have it, but it's just sparkling water from Mexico, and, like, that's what is sold instead of, um, like, Perrier sometimes, or a lot down here, in both in the south, but also in California, I think they have Topo. Um, just places that are closer to the border. I don't know what their market is, but their market largely is me right now, because I have, like, <laughs> three full cases that have been drank and I have two sitting above my fridge and that's like I did the math that's 60 60 bottles of Topo Chico they're the little bottles but um it's kind of gross I need to, it's just water but it's just like why are you buying so many I'm like I don't want to leave the house <laughs> no I'm, I'm with you man for sure oh by the way you, you I mean this is sort of sad but like that tornado just went through Nashville and just decimated a bunch of like downtown like and I read a post it like uh, destroyed a business that you worked at or something? Yeah, yeah. So we've had a really rough time of it in Nashville. We had a tornado March 3rd, I believe, was the date it happened. And that was wild. I mean, I was in a in my bed in my neighborhood that didn't get hit, so I didn't um, experience the tornado, but I experienced... I mean, we were five miles from it, so it was like a crazy storm that woke you up kind of thing. It sounded like your window panes were being like... No way wrapped on by something um it was really really nuts lots of lightning and then I woke up the next day to like I turned my phone off at night and you know my parents everybody were just freaking out like are you okay we heard there was a tornado so I went we couldn't even get to um I did go the next day you couldn't even get to a lot of the sites but it was like it was insane and yeah my workplace which is a guitar shop was like miraculously only compared to the damage on the rest of the block. It was minor, but it wasn't minor because they're still fixing stuff. And it's like a really slow process to fix the stuff they have to fix, I guess. Um, but the rest of their block, like the street, Holly Street that they're on was decimated. It's actually insane. And people died and it was really gnarly. And we're still just reeling from that. And now this happens and all the work that's going to rebuild stuff is obviously slowed drastically. Right. As it wow. should, you know, but like also as it shouldn't because those places need to reopen and it's just like really confusing time for everybody. 
Yeah, it is. And it's so sad that music community really can't rebuild until it's over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they said that construction, I don't know. I think the electrical construction is considered an essential service because I know my friend who does electricity stuff is still out there fixing things. But um, I don't think construction crews are are like, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak. Who knows? But I I know that stuff has been really, really, really slow when it could have been only slightly slow because, I mean, it is the South, let's be honest. Right, right. Um, and I know that Virginia and Maryland just shut down. So who, who's to say like what's going to shut down after that? But anyway, on a positive note, I was curious. <laughs> you are a crazy touring artist. You, you've toured everywhere. It looks like in California and Venice and everything else. What is what are a couple bands or artists that you recommend somebody to check out while in quarantine? Like, give me a couple. Okay, that you sure. Um, Jake Xerxes Fussell is one of my favorite artists that is not like two generations older than me <laughs> a little bit more like i'm not sure what what age he is honestly he's probably in his 30s but um just such a phenomenal writer his dad was like a music or potentially still is a music anthropologist and so he grew up around all like steeped in old time and you can really hear it his songs will have literally like lines that come from old time verses or just from traditional verses I've heard in other places. And then he'll make it his own. And he has really great style of playing on the guitar. It's, and it's just totally listenable people. Every time I put that record on or any of his records, people are like, wow, this is great. So Jake Xerxes Fussell is one. Um, is he more finger picky or, or more? Um, he's definitely uh, finger picky, but he plays on a telly sometimes, which is really interesting. He's got this beautiful, like, warm, or no, a Strat, I think it was when I saw him live. It sounds almost like an acoustic on the recording, so it might be, but he, um, it's not straight ahead, like, acoustic music at all. Um, but it's very mellow. And um, I think um, All Them Witches was one of my favorite finds in Nashville they're a Nashville band but they tour in Europe a lot and stuff they're like pretty aggressive stoner sludge rock metal like that's awesome (laughs) I yeah I like rock music and um are you thinking about going in that direction I my record that isn't out yet is with a band so and my last EP if you've heard it is with a band and a lot of distortion and two guitars and drums and bass. So mm-hmm. that direction has already been taken. Just like I said, hard to reconcile with the solo touring artist vibe. And so that's mm-hmm. why I'm trying to get the band a band on the road, but you know, not in any time soon, but um, so yeah, all them witches are great. They, they're fucking cool. They're really cool. Sorry for swearing. No, you can swear away. Fuck off. Oh, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I know this isn't my podcast, but actually, do you guys have any good artists that you would throw my way? Because I need some. I listen to a lot of dead people. Um, (laughs) So do we. Exclusively, I take it to be kind of like homework. Uh, It's like a prerequisite for you is they have to be dead before you listen to them. You know, I don't know. Like... my my records have been really i have been using this quarantine time to put on records um that instead of the same ones i gravitate to more like kind of being like okay this is sitting on my shelf for a reason so let's put it on and sometimes it's a great hit like i found this george jones double 
record that was sealed that I hadn't played yet. And I was like, mm. I was just sitting here and it was so good. Um, and then the other night, though, I put on like one of my six Van Halen records and I was like, oh, yes. this is not that great. <laughs> what? Come on. No, I, I'm the one who has six of their records. I like Van Halen, but it fell flat for me. I didn't want to flip the record. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Um, for me, I, I mean, I don't know if you know this record. Uh, everyone knows James Brown, but he's a live concert called uh, Love, Power, Peace that I've been okay. digging uh, from 71. Also dead, so it follows your whole... Yeah, and nice. I have a huge, huge hole in my knowledge of soul. Like, oh, don't dude. know my soul, don't know James Brown, don't do the Motown stuff, so this would be great. Place dude, to I'm telling you, uh, Love, Power, Peace, and then... Uh, I've been digging back into my John Prine since he's, uh, you know, in the hospital and everything. Um, right. And I went to his first record. What is it called? I just got to look it up. Uh, it is somewhere. My freaking phone is freaking out. Um, it's just a self-titled album, John Prine. Oh, okay. So, so many good songs on there. Uh, those are probably the two that I've been listening to, like Illegal Smile and Hello in There and Spanish Pipe Dreams. So good. So good. I also have a small John Prine-sized hole in my knowledge. <laughs> Dude, this, that's <laughs> such a great album. It's so good. I, I think the only I song, song I know of his... That's not true. I know a good, like, maybe five or ten of his songs, but he's written so many, and the ones I know usually come to me through other people, like, you know, Angel from Montgomery, yeah, Bonnie Bates version, or whatever. So that'll be good. Cool. Thank What's you. Mark? Mark, what do you got? Uh, I actually got a couple of Philly artists that I've been listening to a lot. Uh, one Ooh. guy we had on our podcast, uh, his name is John Bickle. He's a keyboard player, and he's got he's got like a real soulful Stevie Wonder type voice. Um, and his, his songwriting is great, and his production is great. So if you like like funky R and B, Stevie Wonder esque, yeah. it's, it's that type of shit. Um, and also I'm a huge Cream fan, and mm. Cream just released uh, a bunch of uh, live. Uh, recordings from their farewell tour that were previously unreleased that, that, on Spotify. Oh, cool! And they're pretty awesome too. So right that's what I've been jamming out to. But. And uh, I went back to some Elmore James. <laughs> I mean, the classics. Nice. Good call. Yeah, but like for in terms of Philly artists, there's a bunch. Uh, he said John Bickle, Emily Drinker uh, is a great singer songwriter. Uh, John Gilbride. Um. These are all people we've had on the podcast, uh, but they're all excellent. Uh, go listen to those. All those people are awesome. And then we just recently did a bunch of um, top tens for like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. The 90s mm -hmm. has to come out soon. Um, each one's its own episode, but you should definitely go listen to those. We got a ton of recommendations on those. Sorry, I got a little distracted because I'm watching this ant carry another dead ant, and I'm trying Whoa. to figure out like... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, these are trying times, dude. Um, I got chased by a squirrel yesterday. How do you get chased by? No, no, it wasn't yesterday. I was on the phone on on a walk around the block because, um, long story, but Grandma busted her back again, so I was doing like short walks <laughs> around the block, and I was on the phone, and I like turned around, and there's this squirrel like running, like hopping towards me and it's maybe five feet away and my first instinct was to be like oh my gosh it's cute it probably just wants to like hang out and then i'm like don't be a dumbass like it probably is protecting something or maybe is rabid 
and maybe not. I don't know. I don't know anything about animals, obviously. Cause I, like, <laughs> do I trust this squirrel? Do I not? And I like started walking away from it, hobbling away because my back hurt. And it just kept going forever. Like it followed me and it would like slow down because it was getting tired. And it never was like running full speed. Squirrels can go pretty fast. But it was just like following me. Every it was concerned. And I was like, oh, man, poor thing. He probably just wanted to hang out, but I can't take that risk. Like, watch that be my problem. Like, I start COVID-20 because I get bit by some weird squirrel that has a disease. <laughs> yeah, some, the, uh, the Asian guy that ate the, uh, was it a bat? Yeah. I mean, there's some sites claim that there was um, cases as early as November, so that didn't originate in Wuhan. But I think it's, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Who knows? I'm not a scientist. Yeah, we're all just trying to survive it right now instead of worry about yeah. where it's from. Yeah, I found some good resources. My friend is uh, married to a woman who is on the corona team at Vanderbilt. So yeah. she is an immunologist, and she, her job is actually specifically to figure out the correct dosage of the drug they're using to treat it, which is like – a huge burden because everything depends on basically what her and her team decide is the dosage. Um, not everything, everything like what they decide to give people will depend on their decisions in that lab. So, um, so I've felt really confident with the sources I've gotten from him and I don't know. It's in some ways it's not as bad as you think. And in other ways it really is that bad. You just have to like, know, like, what's important, you know, and yeah. what, which of the crazy Facebook posts to just scroll through. Cause there's so many pseudoscientists out there like, well, if you boil food high enough, it kills the virus. They're like, dude, that's bacteria. First of all, um, it's just funny. So, yeah, I know that I'm personally getting overwhelmed by all that stuff. So basically now what we're doing is we're putting out our content, our videos and stuff and getting the fuck off. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to quit Facebook actually, and then I went live for the first time this week, and it yeah, was yeah, you really, got a big response. It was just super fun. Yeah, it was refreshing for me. I haven't been playing a lot. I've been kind of weirdly demoralized, and like, just yeah, like people tuned in and people donated, and it was really great. So, um, I don't want to totally just delete my Facebook page, but I was gonna make it inactive because I was so tired, like, of reading through just everybody's opinion and i get that that's exactly what facebook is but when they're all opining about something that most of them don't know about it's really tough to like to get through that you know and i'm like yeah. i know a ton of stuff about it but i try not to just be like oh and like now the latest thing you know is people posting about when you can and can't shop because of snap and ebt and i'm like Look up your state in Tennessee. It's staggered over 20 days. Like, it's just things that um, would take a quick Google search, but most people aren't doing that. And they're just posting a bunch of crap. That's like, yeah. I, my friend's a nurse and they said this, please copy and pass along. And I'm like, well, <laughs> then your friend who's a nurse shouldn't be a nurse because this is faulty science. Like, it's pretty weird. Times. Yeah, every, yeah. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down and get some common sense. I don't know. Yeah, but just wash your hands is the common sense. Yeah, yeah. True that, and uh, get down to some sweet jams. You know. 
Yes. Um, but but one thing we're doing is like we just did this today. Like we're recording, we're trying to record singles or an album like separately. Oh, cool. So right now I just today I just recorded some drums. Uh, we're on video, so the podcast can't see. But I was recording some drums over there. Oh wow. Um, and sending it to Mark, and we're recording some stuff, and we're trying it out. And so far, so good. It uh, it's given us some pretty good results. We haven't like fully mixed anything, but. Yeah, I need to get an audio interface so that I can, um, yeah, so I can start just collaborating with people a little easier. I mean, I'm sure there are maybe um, apps where you can just trade videos, and I have always been quite okay with iPhone quality audio when you're talking about Instagram and Facebook. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. But um, for actual recording stuff, you know, if someone wants to try something, I'm like, I have a cool mic. I have a computer. All I really need is an interface to make, you know, a vocal recording to send to somebody. So you can get a sweet uh, Scarlet for like less than a hundred bucks. Like two, yeah, the two Scarlet. Ends. Yeah, that one is the one that literally like I put a. Fa- I knew it was going to be the case when I put it too because I did a Facebook status. Um, like I know a lot of you people record, and I knew that people weren't going to just check the comments because like 17 people had already said the scarlet the focus right scarlet n1n and, like, <laughs> literally 43 people and i can't turn the comments off because it's not like a group so it's just every day i'm getting more like someone that's like oh i love my focus right and i'm like cool i'm getting that thank you <laughs> you should just delete the post and call it a day like i got it we're good i guess i kind of wanted to keep it in case i wanted to look through some of the other options but i don't see why at this point it seems like that's the one that literally everyone almost everyone was like that's the one so it's uh, cheap and it gets the job done yeah that's uh that sounds about right in fact we got like a higher model uh, at mark studio it's like an eight uh, no, six, he's got eight plugins, and then he's got like an extra eight on another uh, uh, piece of gear. So we have sixteen plugins at his studio. But uh, I really like it. Right now, I'm actually using it. You know, Zoom, the uh, recorder. Yeah, I uh, haven't handheld. used that yet. Um, well, Mark gave me his old one that has like eight plugins, and that's what we're using to record the drums on. And then I I send all the tracks to him via Dropbox, and it's uh, been working pretty well. Oh, cool. We should do a we should do a collaboration with you, Christina. I'm down once I get this freaking focus yeah, right. Get, get an interface, get an interface, and, and call us. And let's yeah, do I something, have a you know, cool whatever. condenser mic, and I have cool. a whole house to myself, so I could easily sit down and just like I have Logic Pro too, not to Sweet. be fancy, oh, no. but my friend Whoa. gave me this username. <laughs> Show what? Yeah, awesome. So. Until but yeah, it, that'd be cool. It'd be fun. Whenever there's updates, it's a problem because it asks me for his info, and I'm like. You have to call him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like what I'm saying on air right now is illegal, but it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So not. much for collaborating. <laughs> yeah. be locked up next week. Uh, no, they're not coming after you. They'd be coming after me, the Adobe people or whoever owns Logic. <laughs> I actually don't know who owns Logic. I, I don't dare know. you pirate our program. You can just conveniently buy it for $300 instead. Or now Logic Logic Pro, you uh, you uh, you can get the subscription service. It's like that's what Pro Tools does. I've 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 bought Pro Tools three times now because I have this. You have to get the subscription. So, really? Yeah, it's that's like thirty a- bucks a month. Wow. No. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't feel bad about you know. I'm just I'm old and don't want to learn a new new software. So <laughs> so. I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I haven't even learned how to use Logic. It's like I I used GarageBand back in the day, and had a little snowball mic with a USB that went straight to my computer. Dude, look, I got one of those. Yeah, it. it hey. I, you know, stupidly, I could be using it, even though it's not the best mic to do these things right now. But I donated it after many years of just sitting like in my box. I was like, you know what, like. There's a charity here called Girls Right that, you know, focuses on young women and music. And they were close with the guitar shop I worked at. So I just donated it to their program thinking, well, some girl, you know, in middle school could make some dope tracks like <laughs> whatever the kids are making these days like I did. And it would totally do the job, you know, she can just have it. So I did that. And now I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> but that was so nice of you. Like you, your soul must be lifted. From this uh, donation. Yeah, it's so nice knowing all the girls not at school right now are not using this <laughs> no problem. <laughs> They're using it to talk to their friends and not record shit. Yeah, for real. They're so. all creating a, uh, a audio diary of, I wish I could make out with Jake. I miss Jake. <laughs> or, I don't know. I'm making that shit up. That was good. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Um, but here, Christina, we usually do this at the end of every episode. We do uh, a lightning round. Is that cool? Okay. What is... <laughs> It so, entail. So I'm going to ask you a question. And you give me the shortest answer possible real quick. You ready? Yeah. All right. What was the first concert you ever went to? Deep Purple. Damn. Awesome. Yeah. That's one of Mark's favorite bands. What, yeah. How long ago was that? What year was that? You know? Uh, That was like 2006, maybe. So that was, that was John, still John Lord on organ. I mean, you, I was really young, dude. Don't get that, into specifics. That's, well, that's okay. I'm, I'm a huge Deep Purple fan. So it, was, that's awesome. it wasn't the very first concert ever. Okay, it's supposed to be a short answer, so never that's mind. I made, it, I made it long, so I'll I shut up. Chose, like, to go to myself. That's awesome. First album you ever owned? Ooh, probably Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Nice. I that was say... That was my top choice for the 90s, the top 10 of the 90s. Oh, my God. What a great record. What a cool lady. Oh, she's awesome. She's the yeah. best. All right, so what was the first instrument you ever played? Uh, the first technically was the piano. And that's when you were, you lived in Europe? Yeah. That's so awesome. Where, Real quick, where in Europe did you grow up? Well, I was born in Italy, and then I grew up um, mostly in Paris, actually. But I lived in England for a little bit, too. We moved that's around what, like four times. Yeah, you told us that at the blue at the uh, the bluegrass cafe. I just forgot. That's so cool. And Over then you went back to Venice. Barbecue tofu wings. Or That's right. <laughs> they were awesome. They were good. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, I did my high school and my primary school in Paris. I did middle school in Italy, and I did um, like pre-K through kindergarten in England. And I was born in Italy, so Damn. it kind of segmented easily for me. Do you, Do you still speak any of those romantic languages? I speak all of them. Pretty fluently, still. Yeah, I mean, definitely a little rusty, but thanks for reminding me. I was going to get back into my French. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like to read, and and uh, I was in the bilingual program in high school, and then I spoke, I speak Italian and French, and or sorry, in Spanish as well. That's so cool. I love that. You should try, definitely try singing some of the Delta Blues with those accents. That would be so wild. Oh, fuck no. Oh, come on! <laughs> That would be so cool. Like a French, like Delta Blues. That, that I, is, to me, honestly, antithetical. Although, obviously, nothing's impossible in the future. But I think that's why the connection I have with um, 
with the blues specifically, but, you know, old time banjo music and stuff is so special to me is because I didn't grow up with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uniquely American. And my dad is American. He's Italian American. So I have, you know, a passport and I'm half, I just never lived here. And I've been here 10 years now and I feel like I understand the culture pretty well. There's still some days where I'm like, what the hell is going on? But um, yeah, I think the music that came out of the States doesn't need to be touched, you know? It just needs to be continued. All right, all right. What, what's your favorite music venue to play? The Fillmore. Oh, nice. That's where you open for Bob Weir, right? Yeah, it's the only gig of any scale like that that I've ever played. But, I mean, that definitely is the short answer to your question. No, it's all good. Here, real quick, what was it like opening for uh, Bob Weir and the crew? Uh, it was maybe the most magical experience of my life. Absolutely. Um I've never, like I said, I've never played a venue that scale. And it's not even the biggest theater. You know, if it's a thousand people, it's just got the one open floor, but it's got a balcony and it was just so cool. And then I got to meet Bob and jam with him because he watched my set and liked it and was like, oh, I have to meet her. And so I have like videos of me trying to see of us. <laughs> Both trying to sing New Speedway Boogie, like forgetting the word. <laughs> his guitar is a half step higher than the other one that I had been given, to, like his other guitar that was hanging out in the room. So I was like yeah, not eagerly playing along. I was just like. <laughs> you geeking out. That's awesome. Yeah, just geeking out. Um, so he was the most zen, humble, good vibes person. And then obviously, um, you know, Winona and, and Cactus are really cool too. So that mm-hmm. was nice. But Bob Weir was just magical. Who is your favorite uh, underrated uh, band or artist, local? Underrated artist? Artist or band that's like oh, local. I thought you said fan, and I was like, that makes no sense. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we need fans, man. We're trying to take all the fans. I just need a name. That's local a in number. Nashville? <laughs> yeah. I would say Chris Scruggs. I don't think he's underrated in Nashville, but I don't know how well-known he is outside of Nashville. And to me, he is just the king of country music. Like he plays the, you know, happens to play a lot of dead, dead folks music, which is my favorite, um, you know, the sixties and fifties and forties, all that really sweet country. And he does it so authentically and so well, it's like in his blood, obviously the Scruggs family is up there. So, um, but yeah, I get to see him every Sunday here in town and it's like absolutely insane. Kenny Vaughn's the other one. I mean, again, I don't know. He's not underrated around town, but you'll catch him playing for tips at like the local bar, you know, and he's toured with Lucinda Williams and just epic guitar player has been for like 50 years and so cool. That's so cool, man. I have a couple friends down there. They're playing a couple big bands, um, but that's so cool. One day I want to move down there. Um, real quick, what's your favorite artist right now? Okay, sorry, it's not quick. I don't no, know. No, it's okay. It never oh, is. God, that's such a hard one. Current or just like anything? Anything. Like, what's who's the person that you were listening to like crazy this morning? Like, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, JJ Kale in times of like stress becomes my favorite because it's just great listening, all of it. You oh, know? it's so mellow. It's fantastic. Yeah, so I guess JJ Kale right now. Do you like the J.J. Kale record? It's like, a, like Eric Clapton's. It's like he gets a bunch of guest artists and stuff on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. No, <laughs> I think it's a little. Not my thing. Fair uh, enough. No, you know, to be honest, I don't even listen to those records. I have no desire to because I, I just like J.J.'s stuff. Um, Do you ever see the Le- Leon uh, 
not Bridges, Leon Russell and JJ Kale concerts on YouTube? No, I've seen some footage of him and Eric playing, and it's just like, I could take it or leave it. I, I don't know. It's just kind of like, whatever. And your, what's your favorite album right now? Um, It would have to probably be, I think it's called All In, Down and Out is the name of the record. Or maybe it's self-titled, but it's that Jake Xerxes Fusal guy. It's just, I went on a, a long walk in nature the other day. Nice. And I was like, what am I going to put on for this epic trip? And it was Jake and I just had forgotten what a good record it was. Every song was like, oh, man, this is such a good song. And that doesn't happen a lot. The last time I thought of a record in that way was when I was really into Guns N' Roses in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Here, quick, tell the people uh, where they can find you online. Yeah, uh, just my name is Christina Vane, and that's what my website is, ChristinaVane.com. But Christina is the Italian way with no H, so it's C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. And Vane, like a weather vane, V-A-N-E. So, yeah, if you search Christina Vane Music on Instagram, on Facebook, that's where I'm at. Awesome. And do you plan to do more live streams? I do. I'm not going to do them maybe even weekly. I'm going to really try and stagger them out so people like have a reason to tune in but definitely it was super fun and it was good for me to like pick up my guitar and play for an hour <laughs> that's awesome man we'll keep doing them man and it's it's so much fun to interact with your like different people from all over the country or over the world for you in your case and see your, all your friends from all these little pockets interact with one another i think it's you should fun, definitely keep right? doing it yeah i never i honestly had gone live once like before that on my actual music page on facebook so it was just like not only my first one since the virus and everything had changed, but my first one since like ever really. So I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to do this. Everyone's doing it. And then I was like, oh, this is really fun. No wonder everyone's doing it. <laughs> There's no stress. You don't got to worry about volume too much. And what no, you play. people get really fancy. Like people are running their mics through the interface and uh, <laughs> you know, they have like mics in general and I'm just there with my guitar on my bed like nah I don't my, my guitar doesn't need amplification even though it would sound cool on some songs but if I amplified my guitar then I would definitely need a mic and I'm already like I'm good I think I can just sing into the computer that's what I've always done <laughs> hey man and keep doing it Christina thank you so much for joining us thank you guys it's super yeah, nice you. to see you I hope we get to play a real show soon I hope so, and please, let's collaborate when you get your interface, your Scarlet. Only if you get me a sick whirly track. You got Done. it, man. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Well, hope to play together soon. All right, yeah, same. Thanks for calling and for having me on the podcast. Nope. It's a pleasure to talk to you, even if it's on the internet. Yeah, well, you guys have a good one. Stay safe. Wash your you hands. You too. You too. You too, buddy. Peace. All right, peace. Bye.
I will. Uh, I'll talk to you probably tomorrow. I'm. I'm gonna go do my uh, podcast or my podcast. I'm gonna do my happy hour, and then I'm going to go to the studio, turn a recorder on, and just get drunk and play, and hopefully I write something out of it. Awesome. Have fun, dude.